to the Deep Rooted Podcast with Jeff and Rochelle Ferguson. Um, wow, we're excited to to get going with you uh, today, and uh, we're just going to dive right in. How about right. that? Right. Let's go right in. Come on. Okay, so uh, we are going to be talking about three ways that you know you are encountering wokeness. Wokeness, yes. And you might go, okay, what does that mean? Okay, so um, a couple podcasts ago, I think two, mm-hmm. uh, we really hit... Uh, critical race theory. Uh, we've been doing a lot of uh, research. Uh, I don't really know how to say just research. We really, I yes. felt like, to be honest, God's just really placed this on mm-hmm. our heart, um, concerned about the direction of, uh, you know, just this movement in within Christian circles. And mm-hmm. so we've really just done some research, prayed about it, and uh, we're kind of piggybacking off that episode yes. a little yep. bit. So we're not going to recap it. That's going to take too long. <laughs> too long. So if you're like, what? what, Go back and listen a couple episodes yep. ago. But we're hitting wokeness today. And so we're going to define wokeness right yep. now so that you know what we're talking about. So if you looked up woke in the dictionary, uh, you would see like the past tense of wake. And um, yep. that's not what we're talking about. You know, <laughs> uh, we're talking about like a, a slang or something that's really taken root really more in the last three to four years. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think it really, really kind of became mainstream then. I think it, it had some roots prior to that, but uh, really in the last several years. And the term is really to be uh, aware Mm-hmm. of the social and racial issues in our nation um and not just to be aware yeah but to be um what what's the word i'm looking for like to look at everything that happens yes. through through the lens of uh ethnicity through the lens of of gender uh, our class you yeah. know through but that it's lens really specifically. specifically focused on ethnicity ethnicity right um, now the color and, really the color of one's skin yeah and it really is uh, i want to say race now if yeah. we go to the scripture, we... This is huge This right is like, we're going to throw a truth bomb down here. Yeah. Um, if you go to the Bible, which is what we're going to really even focus mm-hmm. on, everything, hopefully every podcast you know, going we're going straight, straight to, to the word. word of God, because that is all that we can stand mm-hmm. on. That's, that's what we stand on. Everything else is opinion. So um, if you go to the word of God, there is one race, the Acts, human race. Yep. Acts 1726. Yeah, yes. So look it up. Uh, but there, you know, we are all made in the image of God. And so when you say racial, it's sort of even implying that there are. M- I've, more- I've gone away from using that yeah, term. We're altogether. using the word ethnic. Um, and just because I don't want anybody to even be confused that I think there are multiple races. There's yeah. one race, lots of ethnicities, which is makes life beautiful oh incredible yes it really it's the the seeing and meeting people from different ethnicities from Mm -hmm. different cultures um it's it's i like that you're a man and i'm a woman two genders that's all there is um in that (laughs) i'm I'm with i'm with babe tonight if you're watching (laughs) um that's all another story um but anyways and so so okay so Woke is that you are really on the agenda, really, of critical race theory. Yes. That you are seeing things all through that lens, mm-hmm. and you're aware of it if you're woke, and everybody else that isn't is sleeping. Yes. That's why the term woke. Exactly. So, um, so we wanted to kind of give you some buzzwords, mm-hmm. some things that you know you're encountering wokeness. And you might want to have your antennas go up and might going to go, hold on, I want to challenge you on this. 
And yeah. um, and I, I today I got my hair cut. <laughs> Looks and thank you, thank you very awesome. much. And my hairdresser, I love her. She's wonderful. She's she's a Christian woman. And um, anyways, and so we were talking. I was telling her about some of the research mm-hmm. we're doing on critical race theory, and she's like, oh, I, don't, I don't really know about that. Um, tell me about it. And so I used the term woke when I was defining it. She's like, Oh, I know what that is. Like, <laughs> it's like she's a light like, bulb okay, winner. yeah. Like, so I, I I want you to see how these are directly related. And if you're needing some definition. Head back a couple episodes, but yes, here we are. How do we know we're encountering wokeness? So three ways. The first way, I would say this is foundational. This is the most important. And that is, uh, you know you're encountering wokeness when you're told that the Bible is not sufficient. That the Bible is not enough to address injustice, to address, uh, you name it, disparity, any kind of thing like that. That the Bible is not enough. That the Bible is good. But you also need other literature, other things like to that read. Big but right there, like but when you hear but. that, the Bible's <laughs> yeah. good, but you need these books to enlighten you or awaken you. Again, there's that word woke to awaken you to the realities uh, around us. Um, and so people are gonna suggest. I'm not suggesting these books, but people would suggest that you read books like The Color of Compromise by Jamar Tisby, uh, Be the Bridge by Latasha Morrison. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, the subtitle says God's heart for reconciliation, but that's coming through a critical race theory perspective um, that places the gospel kind of in second place, maybe divided by faith uh, or white fragility. So all of these things are, are going to be things that if you're going to be woke, you're going to need to read because unless you read those, you're not aware of what's going on. Those are like the new textbooks for this. Yes. I, I would say like new faith <laughs> or new uh, way of thinking. And if you don't read those, then you're not woke. And and, 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 it, and it is a new faith because when you hear people who've come out of this, this thought process, uh, it's a faith for them. They've been literally, they use the words like discipled in this. If you hear people right now going, I'm, I'm learning all these things. I'm just in this learning posture. Um, it, you know, it really is indoctrination. Yeah. And, so. and I just want to remind us, again, if we're going to base everything on Scripture, if the Bible is sufficient, which it is, it is sufficient to, to address every issue that we face. We need to remember that the Word of God is living and active. It's yes. sharper than any double-edged sword. You know, I mean, it it has the power mm. to divide, but then the word of God is living active. It is it, it is useful for teaching, power, rebuking, yes. correcting, and training in righteousness. Yes. It has power. So I just combined two scriptures there, but they both re- relate uh, right onto the word all, of God. You know, all, like Paul says, you just kind of mentioned it, all scripture is God-breathed. And it's useful, like you said, all those stuff. For training the the man or woman of God, not just the pastor, the man or woman of God for every good work that God has destined for you. So, so the Bible is sufficient; it's enough. If you didn't read any other book, now we're we're proponents of reading widely. Okay, yeah, like we read we, a lot. We read a lot. Like you've joked with me about my nightstand because I have like <laughs> a billion, and and I have a billion books on my nightstand. Yes. I'm reading like four right now at the same time on Audible. <laughs> Kindle, you know, all yeah. of, I mean, it's pretty embarrassing, but, uh, not, I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not embarrassed, but I'm just saying we are not anti-readers. No, not we at all. We are like, I mean, I was an English major. 
I mean, yes. I had to, like, that's what I did. And we're both in getting our higher degrees and we read a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's really good. But visit, yes. visit other books, but live in the Bible. Ooh, that's good right there. And I didn't say that. Somebody else really Somebody likes else, hey. so much better than, I don't know. Look it up, fact check me. But I'm just saying um, that is what we need to do. Yes. And anything we read, I mean, like, I'm reading right now. A book. I'm not even going to share it, but it's it's for one of my classes. It doesn't. I'm I'm seeing all these like things. I'm like that doesn't line up with scripture, but I'm reading it. I want to I want to know. Yeah. And I'm and I'm able to discern what doesn't line up with scripture because I'm living in the Word. Ooh, that's good. So if you aren't living in the Word, you're going to read some of these books and go, oh yeah, that sounds really good. Because they're going to use religious sounding, spiritual sounding language. But you've got to be like the Bereans who took everything back to scripture. And I I, I find it that if you are in the word, if you're walking in the spirit, Mm -hmm. if you're communing with God, you can tell when things are, yeah, I'm just, I need to check this out. Even when you're watching TV, even when you're watching something, you know, like uh, maybe you have another podcast or something. Um, you're like, I don't know. So that's why it's so important to live in the world. Yes. <laughs> because it's you got to have that discernment, that check to know. That's so that's that's the first way. That's that's one way. Uh, a second way is you're told that you are wherever you are in life because of your skin color. So if something positive or negative, positive I mean, whatever, or negative, something yeah. bad has happened to you, it's because of your skin color, as it pertains to critical race theory, wokeness. Um, or uh, you have what what you what maybe have heard yeah. a white privilege, and uh, white privilege is and you you will hear it described as it's nothing that's your fault. It's just you were born with it. You can't see it, but you benefit from our society because your skin is white. And as as I square that with scripture, I read this in James one seventeen that every good and perfect gift where does it come from? down from the father of light. So I'm grateful it for, does not change. <laughs> for, for blessing, but, yeah. but that's, that's not me. That's not, that's straight from God. I'm also see, see where it rains on the just and the unjust that, you know, there are times, uh, that it's just not fair. If you look at scripture, you see Joseph. Yeah. So, I want to hit that for a moment because yeah, that's so that. powerful. Like I love the, the story of Joseph, but you, you look at things that happened to Joseph were just wrong. I mean, he was unjust, a, he, yes. totally, I mean, completely unjust. He was accused of, uh, you know, attempted rape and none of it was true. I mean, completely, completely false. And he's in prison. Before that, he was sold into slavery uh, by his brothers for, yeah, because they were jealous. I mean, really like no good reason. And so, you know, lots of situations that he found himself in. Of no fault of his own. I mean, he didn't, you know, maybe he shouldn't have shared the dream. Okay. But that doesn't warrant being sold into slavery, you know, things like that. And, you know, I I love the scripture. It's the end. I think it's like Genesis 50. Um, He he looks at his brothers and he said, "What, what you intended to harm me with, God intended it for good. Yeah. And I think that's the story of the gospel. Mm. I I have a, you know, just a fundamental belief based on scripture that God can take anything we surrender to him. Yes. And he can use it for good. Wow. Even like yep. the worst, um, the worst situations. I'm not saying they are good. <laughs> I'm not saying the situation's mm-hmm. good. I'm not saying the people who did things to you are, are, are good. I'm not I'm not saying any of that. I am saying if we surrender it to Jesus, yes. he can turn something awful into something good. We may not even see it right away. 
Yeah. It may be in not until to eternity, but we live with, with a larger mindset if we're believers in Christ. We don't live just for here and now. We live with an eternity in mind. Unfortunately, so. we can't escape injustice. Now, we should fight it where we see it. We can't escape it. We were uh, originated, humanity originated in a garden. Things went wrong in Genesis 3. Guess what? We're headed for another garden in Revelation 22, the new Jerusalem. And there... <sighs> yeah. It's going to be perfect. Like you can breathe. Yeah. So um, I think I, I think that's huge. And a third one. A third one is that you're encouraged to repent of injustice, of an injustice that you did not commit. You're encouraged to repent of an injustice that you did not commit. We just want to just be so clear that there are injustices that have happened and there are injustices that do happen. But still, I mean, it, we live in a sinful world. Right. We, it, sin is, I mean, it rains. Right. Sin rains here. Uh, and think, I mean, bad things happen. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's. And we should live in humility. We should do everything we can to correct injustice. But it's difficult as we think about biblical repentance and uh, forgiveness. We can't repent for something that we did not commit. Uh, here, here's the here's the powerful thing. Jesus came into this world, and He took on sin, so that through Him we can be saved. Uh, and He is going to correct all injustice someday. You know, I, Isaiah nine. He came, uh, and He quoted it in in Luke uh, chapter four. He's going to set the captive free. He's come to do that, and He's going to do so it good. for for good someday. But one thing about this is when we are encouraged to repent for something we didn't do, I think it's confusing. And I think it lays a burden on people. Uh, you know, the enemy's called the accuser of the brethren, and he tries to keep us down. And I want to just let you know, we can't bring about hope for people, good news for people. If we're walking around in this guilt, this, this fake guilt, the enemy wants to keep you in that. But the body of Christ, the church, we were born for such a time as this to offer the good news that would liberate people from their sins, save people from their sin. And so... Um, we we got it. This is good news that we hold. Well, and I, I think of even the story of Joseph we were just talking about. You know, I think he didn't take his brothers and hold him by the neck and say, look at what you did to me. He said, yeah, yeah you, you did intend to harm, but let me just tell you, <laughs> like God used it for good. I, I, I think there's just this thing that, you know, we, we don't need to hold over, even yeah. for people who have done us wrong. Yes. I don't, I don't, that I don't see that lining up with the character of Christ. Correct. Yeah. I mean, think of the things of how Jesus modeled forgiveness mm -hmm. by saying, you know, even on the cross, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I mean, he was like, repeat, I mean, just verbalizing that. Right. But even beyond that, I think about when people ask Jesus, okay, how do I forgive? A lot. <laughs> yeah. How many times? All the time. Like more than you can count. I mean, it really yes. wasn't about a yes. number. <laughs> it right. wasn't about a mathematical computation of how many times to forgive a day. Yeah. It was more about that should be our posture. Correct. That's our posture. If we have been forgiven much, which I have. Oh my goodness. And if <laughs> we have been forgiven much, then we need to freely offer forgiveness. Yeah. We don't hold it over people's heads. That's not how, that no. may be how the world works. But we're That's, not of the world. That is not how. That's not how we are. We don't. We don't operate by the world standards. Yeah. We operate by. Oh, we man. The, the, Jesus so said powerful. the Gentiles lorded over others, and I love this. He said, "But not you. <laughs> yeah. But not you." Yeah, Basically, because you're different. 
Yeah. You're He's not saying, like that. You know, some would say Jesus came to overthrow the power structures. You know what Jesus came? Jesus came to lay down his life. He was... <laughs> and even uh, though, like, all authority, he had... I mean, you're talking about authority. power, you know. And, and, you know, there are people walking around right now with the feeling of a, a moral authority that they can speak to this issue. Uh, God doesn't want us to walk around. We, we don't have the moral authority. None of us do. We have, We're all None sinners. of us. Matthew 28, Jesus said... He's been given all authority, therefore go. So we go in God's delegated authority, not our moral authority. And so what we do is what we give up power. When we're talking about this, it's not about gaining power or giving. Jesus called us to give up all power yep. so that we can yep. come and serve yes. and so that we can come and see people one to Christ. And um, God is bringing an awakening. It's a spiritual awakening we, you know, uh, and it's going <laughs> to be If we're going to say better. woke, I want to well, get woke to get, the things well, of the spirit. Exactly. I want to be aware of what God exactly. is doing. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, can we just like flip the word around? Oh, yeah. I want to get woke to what God is doing. <laughs> exactly. Go because seriously, yeah. I'm just going to redeem the word because we got to be aware of what God is doing. Yeah. And I fear that everybody's so preoccupied with some of this man-made thing that we're missing out on the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Why are we here? Yeah, exactly. Why are we here? I mean, seriously, why is the church here? To win as many as we can. Yeah. And we're not going to win people by fighting. Exactly. We're going to win people with our love, with our forgiveness, with our joy. Exactly. And we got to get right back on and track. I don't, I don't see in the woke movement. I don't see joy. I see no like condemnation, anger. anger. Yes. Uh, and so I would also say this: if you see someone buying into a woke philosophy, <laughs> I think a, a great way. Number one, I think to pray. Yeah. Uh, battles are won in prayer and in the, in the spirit. Uh, I think also to be kind. Something love, that should distinguish love, us yes. is we're walking in the fruit of the spirit. Let's not attack people. Uh, we, we can talk about issues, but we're not fighting people. We're fighting. Uh, this is a spiritual battle. Yeah. So let's be kind. Let's be gracious. I think that's going to set us apart as believers. So yeah. those are just, just three ways. And I want to, we're, we're praying for you. I want to encourage you. And, um, I also, I also want to encourage you before we leave in this, if this has been helpful, share it, share it on Facebook, go to our YouTube, share it, go to Apple podcast, rate and review. These things are so important because when, when you do that, more content is, is given to more people. People are aware of it. So go ahead and do that. Hey, deep rooted family. We love you. We're praying for you and we can't wait to see you next time.